Hey everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball. And let me tell you what, things are heating up in baseball. September, the fun month. Yes, sir, Bob. We are only 30 days from the beginning of the playoffs. Maybe not even that much. And uh, what teams are going to be in the playoffs, I think we pretty well predicted them right down to the letter. Now, I don't want you guys doing any historic uh, backtracking on me to find out when I uh, made a mistake in terms of who I might get in the uh, playoffs, but the uh, the American League division winners are pretty much set. I mean, set. You have the um, Astros in uh, first place in the West with a five-and-a-half game lead for Seattle. Oakland's sort of fading. White Sox have a 10-game lead over Cleveland. And Tampa Bay has an eight-and-a-half game lead over the Yankees and nine games over the Red Sox. And the National League, it's a little bit different. You've got the Brew Crew uh, with a pretty big lead in the Central, 11 games over Cincinnati, 13-and-a-half over the Cardinals. Yeah, they've dropped three in a row. You know, if the Cubs suck, it's nice that the Cardinals suck, too. For you Cardinal fans out there, too bad. You know where I stand. The Braves are just clutching to a one-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies, who are coming on strong, just destroyed the Brewers yesterday. And in the West, it's the Dodgers and the Giants, with the Giants over the weekend taking two out of three from the Dodgers and moving into first place by a game. San Diego's next 14-and-a-half back. I was really high on San Diego. They are struggling. They need a new manager, and uh, they I don't know what they need, a better trainer. They need something. Hey, has anybody enjoyed watching uh, baseball lately? I mean, you had the golf tour championship. That was pretty exciting with Patrick Cantlay. And uh, then you had the Solheim Cup with the uh, women. That wasn't as exciting. And uh, you have the beginning of college football. The Fighting Irish fans were happy with an overtime victory over Florida State. And uh, now you've got the NFL starting this coming Thursday. September is well underway. Labor Day is in the rearview mirror. And so we've got NFL football. We've got the training camps probably starting. Does uh, the NBA even take a break in the summer? Uh, I don't think so. And then the NBA, the NFL, MLB, NHL, any other initials you guys can come up with? You soccer fans out there couldn't even begin. I could not begin to tell you anything about soccer other than uh, the producer of our show, Tyler. Tyler has moved. So now we are not only in the continental United States, but our audiences are growing. Thanks to Tyler, our production manager. We are being produced out of Honolulu, actually the island of Oahu in a small town outside of Honolulu. So yeah, we should have a, uh, Live broadcast from Oahu. That would be fun. Uh, yeah, we'll line that up for uh, opening day next year. No, we won't. If you folks think we're going to do that, we are going to try to get Craig Kashan back on the show before the season's over. We're going to try to get my good friend Dwayne Stats back on the show because a lot of you guys may be tired of just hearing me. I'm going to try to get John Wathan to come back on the show because there are a few exciting things going on with the Kansas City Royals. So let's talk about where we are in baseball 
right now in terms of the overall popularity of the sport. I got to say it's going downhill. There are empty seats everywhere. And so MLB needs to do something besides team with uh, FanDuel and these other betting places because they are in jeopardy of becoming a betting uh, institution. And so, I don't know. The uh, We've talked about that before. Is it really doing anything? I don't know. I haven't heard any scandals. But, um, you know, COVID continues to wreak havoc amongst some of the major league teams. And uh, that's always in the headlines. Vaccinations versus non-vaxxers. The NFL, what they're going to do, what the MLB is going to do, the World Series coming up. So all in all, I think there have been very, very few COVID-related trips to the IL. There have been some. Each team pretty much has sustained a little bit of that. The Brew Crew got hit hard. The Yankees got hit hard when Rizzo went over there. So, uh You know, there we have that aspect of it, which I don't really want to talk about because nobody really cares. I mean, it's evident nobody cares. Uh, Half the country said, I don't need a vaccination. I don't want to wear a mask. And uh, the other half says, I don't want to wear a mask because that just reminds me of all the people that didn't get vaccinated. So we're going to refer anybody that cares about that topic to uh, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox, those three, and maybe some other outlying craziness, but they all take their own little view. And uh, frankly, uh, we're not going to get into that. What we are going to get into, though, is uh, hats off to Mighty Manfred, the Wonder Dog. Yes, I can be complimentary of Mr. Manfred. Um, it seems to me, and again, this is this is not a statistical analysis because I'll tell you in a minute the statistical analysis that I did, which um, I don't know. It didn't back up what I'm about to say, you know, which doesn't stop me. I am not stopped by the facts. I'm, I'm a feel kind of a guy. And the way it feels is that ever since they started to strip search pitchers after they threw the first inning of their appearance, maybe they do it more than that. I don't know. It's been so long since I've actually been to a game, but I am planning to go tomorrow to see the Reds play the Cubs. Anyway, with the elimination of pine tar and other sticky substances on the hands of these pitchers, most pitchers, uh, a lot of pitchers, maybe not most, but a lot of pitchers are struggling to keep the pitches in the ballpark. I mean, it's home run derby. If you watch quick pitch, which some are the highlights of every game every day, um, it seems to me like Launch Angle City. These babies are popping. Now, I've, I've felt like since they stopped the pitchers from using this sticky substance, the spin rate's gone down, and the home runs have gone sky rocket in the sky. Big time. That's the way I feel. So I get the calculator out to kind of deviate from the fact that I really don't like statistics. They don't always back me up. And I mean, I'm still critical of the Cubs broadcaster. He says some of the dumbest things. Oh, my God. I'll get back to that, too. Statistically, what I did was I looked at the 
2019, the last full season baseball season, and the leader in home runs that year after 162 games was, well, this would be a great trivia because I would have guessed the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Yankees, um, on and on and on. I would have gone way, way, way down the list before I got to the Central Division champion Minnesota Twins. They had 310 home runs. That works out to 2.2 and change home runs per game. Yeah, I did the math. Actually, I used a calculator because if I did the math myself, I'd be wrong. But the calculator is 2.2 and change. This year, through 138 games, the leader was, I believe, whoever it was. I think it was the uh, Blue Jays. Hard to believe, but believe it. Their total was 1.5 per game. 1.5 per game. Now, all the games I watched over the last few days, man, the ball was like popping. The Pirates and the Cubs set a major league record by hitting three grand slams in one game where each grand slam put that team into the lead. How about that? Three grannies in a row. And that wasn't the only game where there were grand slams. They're going all over the place. I mean, the balls are flying out of there now. Is this new crop? Did they get a new, you know, did Manfred dial up the uh, Dominican or wherever the balls are made and say, hey, uh, mid-course correction, wind the new balls really tight? I don't know. I'm not saying they did. Uh, are the bats harder? I don't know. I, a disclaimer, I've not done a statistical analysis. I have not, I have not done uh, comparable to a metallurgical analysis. Of course, you can't do a metallurgical analysis on a bat, but I'm sure that there's a way to determine how, how long they cook the bats at these various companies. I didn't do that. I haven't done an analysis on the balls. I'm just telling you the balls are flying out faster than ever and the fans seem to like it and uh i'm okay with that i'm okay with that so we were we were getting into um the home runs that were being hit everywhere every which way and that led me to the cubs broadcaster shrimp scampi this guy's terrible but i'll, I'll tell you what and again guys Girls, men, women. I've said it before. I love it when women are given an opportunity to referee, umpire, broadcast, coach. It's all good. It's all good. But here's the deal. I'm going to hold them up to the same standard. And you go, big deal. Who are you? I don't know. I got my own podcast. <laughs> That's... That's something there's, you know, the listening audience grows. That's pretty good. And I have no sponsors to tell me what to say. That's the good side of it. Boy, you know, I'd like to get a sponsor to pick up, you know, some of my travel expenses. Not, you know, one time I'm in Overland Park, the next time I'm in Chicago, next time I'm in Land O'Lakes. I mean, these are expensive road trips to take. I'd like a little uh, support from, from somebody. But back to the standards, I'm going to hold everybody up to the same standards. So if, if there's a woman managing the Chicago Cubs, I would be as tough on her as I would be on David Ross or Joe Madden or Andy Green. 
who's the interim manager because David Ross has tested positive for COVID and under the major league protocol, he has to go away for 10 days. So I don't know where he goes. I don't know where he quarantines, what he does. Does he have a direct line hook up to uh, Green in the dugout? I don't know, but Green, we'll get back to the Cubs in a minute in their seven-game winning streak. But Shrimp Scampy, I don't know if he has – uh, you know, I don't know what if he has other commitments. I don't know if it's Marquee Sports Network that has a, a belief that you don't want the same guy doing the game 162 days because that would get stale. Um, so I did just here. Here's the deal. You know, I never claimed that I put two and two together all the time to get four, but the. Uh, Marquee Sports Network. I thought Marquee was like something big and dramatic. It, it refers, and I know you guys all know this. It took me a while to figure it out. It refers to the famous Marquee in the front of Wrigley Field. You guys go, well, no kidding, dude. Huh? You didn't know that? All I knew was the network sucks, still does. So, Shrimp Scampy, JD left for a couple weeks or a couple games. They had three in the booth, two in the booth. They tried Dempster. Sutcliffe's the best. They had to just have Sutcliffe and JD do the game and get rid of the play-by-play quote-unquote guy. But this weekend, the play-by-play woman was horrible. I'm, I'm sorry. She was horrible. And number one, you couldn't hear her. I think they turned down her microphone on purpose so that she'd you know, bomb. Number two, she relied on JD to like talk the whole game, which JD doesn't usually do. He's usually waiting in the weeds to come up with something funny, which he does a lot or some mundane historic event that occurred on that day in baseball or whatever. JD's great. He does whatever he does and it's good. Uh, Doug Glanville, they put him in the booth. He's okay. These guys are okay. This is a premier market. This is one of the biggest television markets in all of baseball. It's one of the premier baseball teams marketing in all of baseball. So why don't you have a premier broadcast crew? Why don't you have a premier pitching staff? Why don't you have a premier coaching staff? Okay, here we go again. The dude's getting back into the Cubs. And yeah, I am because the broadcast crew is bad with the exception of JD. Um, Sutcliffe's pretty good because he sort of tells it like it is. And he knows where the, his bread's buttered, but I mean, he's not bad. This, this woman whose name I can't remember, and this is her third or fourth weekend gig because Shrimp Scampi apparently has a clause to go away, kind of like Brian Anderson in Milwaukee. Uh, he either goes away and rests his tonsils or he goes and does other sports. I don't know. But the Cubs need to fire Shrimp Scampi. That's terrible. Now, if mediocrity is what you're looking for, then they, they got their wish. This guy is 100% mediocre. The other day, I've already talked about where he said RBIs aren't important. What? RBIs are not important. 
RBIs and runs are the whole offensive scheme of the game. If you lead the league in runs, you lead the league in RBIs, you got to be the uh, MVP or the rookie of the year or the comeback guy of the year. I mean, that's forget this OPS and power this and power that, da 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 da. It's uh, it's simple, it's simple, and it's very important. But they're talking about how they gotta they gotta talk about something, and so when the Cubs, the the new team, less Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Chafin, da 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 da, when all those guys are gone. Uh, the Cubs are getting their ass kicked by good teams. Kicked, losing 12 in a row, whatever. 13 at home, whatever. They asked uh, Shrimp Scampi about, well, what do you think about, you know, should the Cubs go out and get some free agents next year? Or should they build from within? He goes, well, I don't know about that. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. But I'm a fan of they should do whatever works. Well, all right, I'm not going to swear, use profanity, but no kidding, Bozo. They should do what works. Yeah, so should the other 29 teams. I think the Cubs, I think the Cubs have analyzed Friedman, who was with Tampa Bay and went to Los Angeles, and I think now they've analyzed Kevin Cash in Tampa and his general manager and president. The new thing is let's be the Rays. Isn't that funny? Let's forget the fact that we were approaching 200 million in our payroll. Let's be the Rays because now the Rays only have a $60 million payroll and they win. They win big. They not only win, they win in a big market league. Big market league. Yeah. You got the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, those are all big market teams. And then you've got the Rays and the O's. Well, the O's, Baltimore is a big town. When, when did Baltimore become a small little town? When did Milwaukee become a little town? The Major League Baseball wouldn't go there if it was a small market. They want good markets. They need good teams. I mean, this whole, this whole small market deal is a conspiracy between the little guys to not pay much and get a lot of money from the other teams to subsidize their run for the pennant. Reference the Tampa Bay Rays. My God, they are the model of what you ought to do and then followed in close proximity by the Oakland A's. God forbid either one of these two teams get a new stadium and then they go back to the, to the other guys. Um, but Tampa Bay is being modeled by the Cubs. All of a sudden, they get rid of everybody, and they go through the deal, and a couple guys get back from injuries, and they have no pitching, but they got a pretty decent bunch of minor league guys and bullpen guys, guys that came over in these ridiculous, uh, I hate to call them trades. But nobody goes more than four innings now in the Cubs, so they have openers every night, middle guys every night, uh, guys to hold them and fold them, and then you got the – the uh, closer, which is a different guy all the time. You got Wick one day, Morgan another day. I, I can't. I don't. I don't even know who these guys are, and I'm a season ticket holder. So, um, the 
The Cubs have won seven games in a row. Now, they beat the Twins twice, which the Twins are pathetic. They're another bailout team. Nelson Cruz having a great time with the Tampa Bay Rays. They beat the Pittsburgh Pirates. Here's the deal. They beat the Pirates four games, and they beat Sonny Gray last night at Wrigley against Cincinnati, which was a pretty big deal. Run scored on a shallow single to to right field by the new superstar, the new $100 million kid, uh, drafted in the 18th round by the Kansas City Royals. Oh, my God, how the Royals let that guy go? They did. And he is the new darling of baseball. I mean, Wisdom was there for a while. But if you look at Wisdom's swing, it's not a mechanical. Schwindel is a little bitty dude that plays first base. And uh, fans have forgotten that other guy that deserted Chicago. Um, I can't remember his name. But he was the captain. And he made some good plays and got him World Series championship. So Rizzo's gone, but forgotten because of this guy Schwindel. Now, will this guy be around in spring training? He probably won't make the team out of spring training. Neither will Wisdom. Hopefully, hopefully they have a better team next year. But all these guys have won seven in a row. Uh, and with a guy that I have ripped, 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 and I'll continue to rip because he didn't do it when he needed to do it, didn't do it at all, not going to do it, didn't do it, and he's become Mr. September. Woo-hoo! Or Mr. COVID shortened league. Yeah, he is on fire. And some of my guys that listen, yeah, you guys know who you are. Some of my guys are just sending me some, they are all over me because they think Ian Happ is the next, Number seven for the New York Yankees, the center fielder, Mickey Mantle. No, this guy ain't no Mickey. He is an, an Adolfo Phillips, for you who remember number 20, center fielder for the Chicago Cubs, or Bobby Denier. Now, I want to get back to Denier in a minute because he's been a co-host a few times. But I got to say for a minute that the team – that Andy Green has put on the field. Now, not David Ross. He's gone. He missed his seven-game winning streak uh, due to COVID. But um, Ortega, Schwindel, Duffy's unbelievable. Uh, Rivas. Rivas has come in. He's good. I like him. Chirinos, catcher. No names. I got to tell you. I'll tell you. You know who's ought to be scared? <laughs> You know, you know who's gone. For you fans of Contreras, and he's a great catcher, and he's a team guy, and he's a good leader, and he's a you know especially uh, bridging the gap between the Latinos and the rest of the team. He's as good as gone. I, I feel bad for him. He is gone. Walk the plank. See you later. Uh, when. Free agency comes up on July 30th, 31st, 2022. Uh, Willie is gone. And hopefully his brother Willie will come here. Willie and Willie. 
just like Foreman. Uh, I'd like it to meet my son, George, and my other son, George, my other son, George. The Contreras have William and Willie, and I don't know. They're both great. Now, I'd love, I'd love to see a good team. I'd love to see Bios come back. I'd love to see Bryant come back. That ain't going to happen. Bryant's gone. He's on the West Coast. Baez, I don't know where he'll go, but you know he didn't make any fans in New York. He called them all out for booing, and uh, then he went on a, he's hot. He's the hottest ex-cub. Rizzo's kind of, eh. Bryant's doing okay, but Chafin and Taperos, the pitchers, and um, uh, closer, Kimbrell, these guys are doing great. Why you get rid of those guys? It still irritates me. Here you go. You can you can hear my veins coming out. Just like David Nelson said when Ted Williams uh, wanted to was told he wasn't going to be able to take Denny McLean out of the game unless Ted got his butt off of the bench and came out himself. And in, in Ted Williams' book, uh, Nelly's quoted as saying that he could hear from second base Ted's veins popping out, and that's the way I feel when I start talking about. Chafin, Tapera, Kimbrell, they gutted the team. Why? Because J.D., Jed Hoyer is the, the good, smart guy, the guy that got rid of the leading hitter in the National League, Castellanos, the guy that just got, just got, can I say jobbed? He got screwed, hosed, whatever, outmaneuvered in every deal, every deal. Uh, you know, it's just, it's bad. Okay. Not going to go there. But what happened was, while JD's trying to kill some time with this with this announcer, there are a lot of dead spaces. He picked his all-time Cub roster. I didn't write it down. Didn't take a picture of the screen. But I remember a couple things, and I'll get to Bobby DeNier in a minute. The all-time third baseman on JD's team was... Not Ron Santo. You believe that? I mean, come on, JD. You, at least as a fellow broadcaster, give him some props. Who do you think was on JD's all-time Cubs? You know, he had Billy Williams. He had Ernie. He had Kessinger. He had Sandberg. Uh, he didn't have Fergie starting. Um, but he had... Aramis Ramirez is the all-time Cubs third baseman. <laughs> Surprised me too. On his all-time guys coming off the bench, he had three guys. One, and I don't know why they did this. There, there must have been maybe a sponsor. This is brought to you by the all-time Cubs list sponsor at Midas Muffler. I don't know. Not a sponsor. Uh, Glenn Becker was one of the three on the bench. And our own Bobby Dernier. Whoa. Yeah, that was cool. Out of all, everybody, the guy he wanted coming off the bench, out of the hundreds of years of the Chicago Cubs playing baseball in Chicago, not the Boston Cubs, not the Los Angeles, Chicago Cubs, Bobby Dernier was on his all-time bench list along with great Glenn Becker, part of that 69 great team. Yeah, I mean, that was great. They were great. So that was fun. That was interesting. And they're just still killing time. So the Cubs have um, put together this seven-game winning streak, and tonight they play the 
the Reds again. They got by Sonny Gray, which was good. And um, I'll tell you what, it's been, uh, I'll tell you what, they've had like three walk-offs in the last four games. Schwindel has won three or four games with his clutch hit at the end of the game. They continue to field well. Alcantara's good, although the rumor is Nico Nico will be the shortstop. Hap is like hitting 700 in the last 20 games. Hit a home run yesterday, which was the difference until the Pirates tied the game at three, and then Schwindel put a ground ball in his right field. And as he's running to first, he's waving the runner from second to third to home as if this was pickup baseball and they didn't have coaches because he knew, number one, that he didn't hit it that hard, got through the hole in first and second, but he also knew that Castellanos does not have a great arm. And whether it was the third base coach or whether it was uh, Schwindel, that was a great, that was fun to see. So the Cubs are fired up um, and um, here we go again, win September. That's what the Royals used to do. When we uh, come back from a short break, we're going to talk a little bit about the Royals. So thanks for listening and we will talk to you in a minute. Okay, we are back on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple iTunes, big time, big time. Audience grows all the time. It's fun. You know, we're spreading out, but now as we get near the playoffs, which will be fun, we're going to start doing once a week. We're going to get back to life as normal. We've been out to Lake a lot, enjoying the beautiful Northwoods. Oh, my gosh. If anybody out there gets a chance to come up to the Northwoods, it's kind of the reverse of the folks the, uh, that go to Florida for the winter. Uh, people that like it a little cooler come to the North Woods. And let me tell you, you got the the uh, flies in April. You got bigger flies in May. You've got mosquitoes in June. Then the dragonflies come out, eat the mosquitoes, the flies disappear. And end of July and August and September, beautiful, beautiful, unbelievably beautiful. I haven't seen a mosquito in a long time. What I have seen are... Three bears wandering around behind their mother. They were cubs. Couldn't hit. They were bear cubs. A lot of deer. A lot of the, Somebody uh, posted that they saw a moose. Uh, somebody else saw a cougar. And so it's all happening here at the Northwoods. There's, this uh, message is brought to you by Vilas County Chamber of Commerce. And for those of you who want to come up to Vilas County, you can hunt, fish, snowmobile, boat, or, uh, you know, just do what I do, eat. It's great. It's great. It's a great place. Great food if you cook it yourself, which I do. Grill a lot. Fun. Good stuff. I may get a little food at Wrigley tomorrow. I don't know. Anyway, I adverse. Let's talk about a couple stars. Um, I'll tell you what. There is nobody in the league more great so I don't, is that a proper English phrase? I don't know. What am I trying to say? Salvador Perez, to me, is the poster child for the best baseball has to offer. The best baseball has to offer. Yep. 
the guy from Kansas City who was instrumental in winning the American League title in 2014, the World Championship in 2015, to John Sherman, the new owner of the Royals credit. He ripped up the crummy contract that Sal signed for like two or three million a year, grossly underpaid because he was a premier catcher right up there with Yadier Molina, right up there with, uh, uh, certainly with that guy in Chicago, whatever his name is, that Jerry paid a gazillion dollars to, not worth it, bad move. In my opinion, love Jerry, bad move. I wouldn't pay Grandal that kind of money. You know, he, he is not very good defensively. Anyway, the White Sox are a different story. They're so good. They are so good. Uh, the Brewers are so good. A little worrisome right now, but Salvador Perez, man, he smiles all the time. He plays hurt. He, they tore up a new contract and gave him a boatload of money, not probably as much as a Molina or Grandal or um, the catcher for the Dodgers or some of these other teams. But to his credit, he's gotten better and better the higher his contract went. And that doesn't happen very often. Number two, he smiles all the time. Number three, plays hurt. Number four, he's about to set Johnny Bench's record for the most home runs by a catcher in a season, and nobody deserves it better than Salvador Perez. And if you folks ought to ever have a chance to come to the K, come to my house, have some barbecue, head over to Papakino's, my man, for a little pizza, and go to the ballgame for a tailgate and watch Salvador Perez, A, you'll be really full of good food, and B, you'll see one of the premier catchers in the history of baseball. That's right. Now, did I see Ray Schock play for the Chicago White Sox? Nope. But very cool that Sal Perez is doing so well. And what a great, great ambassador for Kansas City Royals baseball. Better than anybody else that's had their number retired. Better than George. Better than Frank. And my, my friend, Mr. Hauser, is no longer with us. But even if he were, and God love him, what a great guy. And Brett's been great for Kansas City. You can't deny it. So is Frank White, Salvador Perez, better than them all. Better than them all. And, and uh, he just surpassed Alex Gordon, who was pretty quiet in Kansas City, but a great player. Sal Perez, still tough position, you know. He plays hurt. He's had knee surgery. Da, 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 da. Um, you, he catches probably 130 games, DHs. The manager can't keep him out of the lineup. It doesn't matter what. He is the real deal. And Major League Baseball is finally waking up and realizing this guy is good. And uh, the, the Royals have some other good guys. They have some good pitchers. And the uh, shortstop Lopez is good. The third, they've put um, uh, Mondesi at third. It's a good move uh, by. Um, manager Matheny good move very good move I approve <laughs> like he cares <laughs> what I do I think that's a good move uh, and um, the singer they've got a good pitching staff they got a year under their belt I think that they have a good chance of getting in as a wild card next year and uh, that's why I, I may keep my season tickets there anyway uh, here we go again uh, and maybe keep the cup tickets. Who knows? Things change. Uh, I go with the wind. Anyway, so you got Sal Perez and the Royals. They're a good story. You have this 
this guy with Tampa Bay. Oh, man. He is really, 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 really fun to watch. Franco, a rookie, and the dude is on fire. 36 games in a row on base. Yeah, now, that's not a hit every game, but 36 games in a row he's been on. And so that's been fun. So that guy's good. It was fun to watch, and I here we go. I, I feel horrible saying anything good about St. Louis. I really do. But this is cool. Molina and Wainwright over, I don't know, 14 years have been in the same lineup. In other words, Molina's caught Wainwright 300 times. How cool is that? We are talking about Red Faber and Ray Shock. And uh, we're talking about three or four other combos that have caught that many games for a pitcher who's pitched for the same team. And hats off to them. By God, that is really, really cool. And, um, you know, if the Cardinals had Tony Lewis, and there I go again, a bag on Lewis. If, let me finish. If the Cardinals were managed by a 55-year-old Tony Larusa, they'd be in first place. But they're not. And their manager is supposedly a good guy, but I don't know. Their pitching's abysmal. They have the best pitching coach in baseball, and I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, Reyes was their closer, and he gave it up in the ninth inning last night. And uh, you know what? Anytime the uh, Cardinals lose, it's a good it's a good day. It's a good day in my book. So you've got that going on. You've got Franco with the Rays going on. You've got uh, Vladimir Guerrero, who just uh, became the most prolific father-son home run up pair between him and his dad. That's pretty cool. Hall of Famer Vladdy Guerrero. Um, so you've got the Blue Jays playing great baseball. And they could get in. They could get a wild card, although it's looking like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Red Sox, you know, one day they're good, one day they're bad. Boy, they just are. How'd you like to be a Red Sox fan? Other than the great food at Fenway, I don't know. It'd be really tough. So you got that. Um, let's go through, just for the heck of it, because I'm an opinionated guy. Um, let's go through a couple of uh, these divisions and different teams. And what I think of, uh, of them, number one, I'd be really, really, really worried if I were, and I'll try to get Craig on the phone to talk about this. I'd be really worried if I were a Brewer fan. Man, they are struggling. So, as I said last year and the year before, everybody loves Craig Council. And, um, I'm, uh, you know, so is Nelly's team and Kashan's team. And... I hate to go back and say it, but is there a chance that Craig Council's overpitched all these guys? Um, now, you've got a pretty good bullpen, to say the least, probably the best in baseball. And you had three all-star pitchers in uh, Burns, Woodruff, and, and uh, Peralta. And they were all going good, and then Peralta got the crud beat out of them by the Cardinals. And then last night, two days later, 
Woodruff gets the same crap beat out of him by the Phillies, who are pretty hot. And the Phillies are right up there in that Eastern uh, division of the National League. You got the Phillies um, vi vying for a wild card and for first place. The Braves are kind of a schizoid team. One day they're good, one day they're not. Austin Riley, wow. I mean, the Braves have some great guys. That's a pretty solid team. But the uh, I predicted, I thought the National League East would be the best division in baseball. It's certainly the closest division in baseball right now. Um, the Nationals are done. They pull the Cubs. You just can't get rid of a Hall of Fame pitcher. How do you get rid of Scherzer? Really, again, my veins are popping out. If I were a national fan, my veins would pop out. You cannot get rid of Scherzer. You know, they're not the first team to get rid of the guy. Now, he's done nothing but win everywhere he goes, and including Do the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then, how do you get rid of Trey Taylor? I mean, oh my God, it's just a giveaway. It's a stupid. Uh, and, and the Nationals general manager, president, he thinks he's the greatest in the world, but he's not. And neither is Martinez and neither is Hickey or whoever the pitching coach is. And they should get Sammy Solis back. My man Sammy, there's a little report. He led his team in Mexico out of the bullpen with a 2.5 ERA. Got his velo up to 91, 92. He should be given a September call up by a major league team. But uh, they won't do it because he's not hitting 95, 96, 97 on the radar gun would be my guess. But uh, hopefully Sammy will get a shot next year in spring training. Um, so you got the Phillies, uh, you got the Braves, and you've got the other guys going in the wrong direction, the Marlins, oh, my God. But the Brewers, I'd be worried. I'd be a little worried. And then um, I don't know about the White Sox. They have probably the Great lineup. I mean, when they're all healthy, that's fun. It is fun. Their pitching is kind of, they're kind of, the pitching is kind of um, cross baseball, sort of uh, like me at the four mile mark in the uh, Chicago Marathon. Yeah, I started strong, got in that 16 minute corral, and uh, I sprinted to the four mile mark, and that was the end of my Chicago Marathon uh, career. But I, I left happy and right next to our condominium so I could shower and get out back out on the road to watch my buddy who had a real chance and did finish the um, Chicago Marathon. Where to go, Brucey? Good man. So where were we? We were talking about the uh, some of these races and some of the guys that uh, who's worried. Again, why are we worried? Well, Keuchel been bad. Um, Dylan Cease is up and down and I don't know. The Royals are just, when the Royals beat you systematically and thoroughly, you ought to be worried. So, um, did Tony over use some of these pitchers or underuse others? I don't know. He screwed up his bullpen. Of course, the general manager sort of did that by getting Kimbrell and Tapera. Team was going fine. You know, it's like the Yankees. Uh, you know, Babe's all right, but we need this guy, Garrett. So we'll bring him. Now, that, that, that doesn't hurt anybody. Okay, so the Dodgers and the Giants. Giants are the best story in baseball. Again, the manager of the Giants, Gabe Kapler, I thought was a bozo kind of um, Zen master. He's great. 
They love him. He's doing good. Hats off to the Giants. The Dodgers paid paid for it. You know, they at least they get what they paid for. The Cubs apparently didn't. The Cubs just bailed. They puked on themselves because uh, Hoyer did not get rid of those guys last year. He he knew that Bryant wasn't going to trade him when he's got value. Um, would have been a big good deal. Bias, you got to hold on to Bias and Rizzo, and you got to sign Contreras. If not, you're going to lose people like me. And they have the they've been playing now. I don't know what the announced attendance takes into account. All of us season ticket holders, but they're they're playing to more empty seats than they are full seats. So I don't know about those guys in the uh, in the American League. Boy, Randy Rosarina. Not only does he have the best name in baseball, these guys are great. And they're the bottom 10 in payroll. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the Mariners and the A's and the Indians and the Angels. Shame on you, Angels. Shame on you, Joe. I don't get it. Detroit's kind of scuffling along, but they're, uh, you know, they're two games ahead of the Royals and the Twins have just pitched it in. The uh, really, the bottom, the bottom 10 are distancing themselves. Um, and who are they? Well, in the American League of Baltimore, that that owner should be stripped of his job. Texas, shame on you. Minnesota, at least the Royals and the Twins, the Royals and the Tigers show signs of life. You know, I like them. The Angels, the Indians, I don't know. Not competitive. In the National League, the Diamondbacks are so bad. That poor kid that got fired, the lawyer, he was right. They, they suck. They're terrible. That owner's terrible. Go get some players. Yeah, you went out and you spent all your money on Bumgarner. Eh, dumb. Dumb. If an old guy, go get Wainwright. Uh, then you got the Pirates, who we talked about last time. They get rid of everybody. Josh, how do you get rid of Josh Bell? How do you get rid of Starling Marte? How do you get rid of uh, Garrett Cole? I mean, on and on and on and on and on. They should be stripped of ownership if Manfred had any any say. Orioles, Peter Angelo, you're gone. Uh, with the Pirates, your group, you're out of there. You guys are terrible. I mean, we should have a segment on the podcast, Owners That Should Be Fired. Tom Ricketts, you are number one. Peter Angelos with the Orioles, number two. The Pittsburgh Pirates, if if their season ticket holder base is a thousand, there are a thousand fools out there. I'm sorry. They have given away a team that's better than the 27 Yankees. They're giving them away. Who'd they get? I don't know. Let's go get a prospect next year. Woohoo. I mean, God, it's a great field. And um Colorado and Miami are just as bad. Poor Donnie Ballgame. God, I love Mattingly. But whew, you and you and uh, Derek Jeter, you ought to do something different because you guys are having a bad way of it. Bad, bad, bad. And uh, then the Mets, their owner who said, you know, he doesn't understand why these guys can't hit. Uh, Baez is hot. Baez is hot. Cincinnati is still hanging in there. They are 13 games over 500. The uh, Padres are 11, nine games over 500. 
I guess so are the Reds. I don't know. We got a tight race. Dodgers, San Diego. It's going to be fun. Going to be fun. I love it. So I love it so much. I'm going to stop talking and give everybody a bit of a hope that when I come back in a week, I'll be joined by either Craig, Duke, that's John Watham to you folks, and or Dwayne Stats. Um, I'll see if I can't get them. And then I want to get Bobby Denier back on. He's a good guy. Maybe he'll bring Ryan Sandberg. I don't know. I'm going to get a little more aggressive. It's been a weird, weird summer. My Cubs got gutted. Um, I'm kind of in limbo wherever I am in terms of physical location. Not to use excuses. Uh, a lot of people think that I'm on the brink of suicide because of the Cubs. I'm not. I actually would buy season tickets to watch Ortega, to watch Hap. I mean, their team. If, here's the deal, if the highest price ticket was like 90 bucks, paying 200 ticket for some of this crap. So you go to StubHub, ladies and gentlemen, and you can get my $200 ticket for 80 bucks today and today only. That's true. It's, it's horrible. I mean, I'm being honest. It's bad. It's bad. The um, Sunday game with the Pirates, $200. I sold it for 70 Bad. So, I mean, with the two tickets, I didn't even get the value of one ticket. Or the price. They don't value. Um, Rickett should be ashamed of himself. And um, he's not. You know, I went through the same thing as a season ticket holder with the Chiefs when they were like 1 and 16, 1 and 15. Clark Hunt, who's a good owner, you know, SMU grad, go ponies. They beat some Abilene Christian College or somebody this weekend. Woohoo. Um, but no, dear, dear season ticket holders, your loyalty will be rewarded. Uh, we won one game. Uh, we suck, and we charge you prices like we're good, we're not. So we're going to knock off 15% of your season ticket price for next year. How about that? We are so good. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. It's not going to happen with Ricketts. Now, if Ricketts were to come out and say, look, season tickets for wherever, last year, 30 grand, we're going to knock – 25% off of that because we gutted our team. Uh, we gutted our team. And so your 30 is only going to be 24 and change. Now, okay, I did the math wrong maybe, but that's the deal. Um, so my fun teams that I'm watching, the White Sox and the Brewers, the Rays, and the Padres. And I'm throwing in the Giants and the Dodgers because they're good. And the Red Sox and the Yankees, because they're kind of fun. And the Reds and the Jays, that's kind of cool. And the Phillies, because Wathen's kid's the third-base coach. And what other team seems remotely interesting with a chance to maybe go to the playoffs? Um, the Braves, my good buddy in St. Louis. He's a big Braves fan. So those are the teams. That's probably 10. There's 10 I like, 10 I hate. 10 I don't care about. So for Jamie Retzke, 
who's talked longer than he should have. This is on the lighter side of baseball, and it is light. I've been happy. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I'm looking forward to the offseason. On the lighter side of baseball, we'll continue on and on and on. We're not going anywhere. There were rumors that we were ready to pack it up. No way. My producer is ready to go in Oahu, who wouldn't be well-rested in Oahu. And I am going to be back, and I am going to be vigorous in my pursuit of some things that are fun in baseball. And that might be watching high school baseball. I don't know. But on the lighter side of baseball, there's got to be something more fun than just home runs and come from behind. I'm not a fan of these. Every team now has a gizmo. The guy does something good with the Padres, and they put a necklace around him and spin a deal. The Blue Jays have a blazer that the guy wore. I'm, I, I'm not a fan of that. Give me Nelly Fox and Louis Aparicio and flannels. Give me Babe, Lou, Ted Klazuski, Honus Wagner, baseball cards, tops getting screwed. There are a lot of good subjects, but not these gimmicky things. I don't get it. But, hey, they're making $5 million a year on the average, maybe higher. So what do I know? I don't know anything. The trick is bring in the fans. And how do you do that? You get rid of the shift. You get rid of the seven-inning doubleheaders. I I wouldn't even mind the runner at second base on the 10th inning. Get the game over with. In fact, if you want to do that in the fifth inning, I'm good with that. Uh, It's fun. I love it. Um, We got to get this pandemic over with so I can get to all these other ballparks. I want to go to, so I'm excited about traveling. So you're excited about traveling. And, um, you know, we're going in reverse, but title turn. We'll be good. Country will be back. And uh, hopefully we can get rid of the masks because everybody goes and gets <laughs> vaccinated, you know? Um, anyway, that's it. I'm not harping on. COVID or vaccinations, although it might sound like I am harping on baseball and I'm saying baseball's up. Come on, Padres. You got to turn it around. Come on, you Braves. Keep it up. And come on, uh, Reds. Do the Reds have a chance? Yeah, they're fun. They are fun. And uh, as far as the ex-Cubs, the pitches are doing better. Baez is starting to heat up and the Bryant's Bryant. So that's it. For those of you who communicate with me regularly through email or texts, let me know what you want to talk about. I'll talk about anything. And uh, if you want to be on the show, if you want to interview me, this show is like got no limits, no limits. Okay. We do anything we want, but we want to make it fun. And we want to, when you get in your car or when you get on your exercise bike or you go for a walk and you put on my show, I appreciate it deeply. Very nice of all you guys. Nice of all my friends, friends that pass this show around. It's great. I appreciate it. And uh, we are going to keep going. So from the lightest side of baseball, Jamie Rusky on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and SoundCloud, wishing you nothing but the best. Stripe it down the middle and be healthy. Go, you brew crew. That's it. Talk to you later.